Hello everyone and welcome back to Partners in Crime. I'm Kaylee and I'm Caroline and this week we're changing it up. We're going to be um, reading each other cases we've never heard about before. The case that I'm going to be reading about is the Evelyn Boswell case which just happened like a year ago pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, this is a local case to my hometown so it's pretty interesting. On February 19th in 2020 an Amber Alert was sent out for a 15th month old Evelyn Boswell of Blountville, Tennessee. The baby had not been seen since December 26 in 2019, but she wasn't reported missing until February 18th. That's a little, that's a little sketchy. Yes. What's the timeline sketchy. again? Um, she was reported missing February 18th and wasn't, has not been seen since December 26th. So after Christmas, oh. but it gets, oh, okay. wait a second. The reports about Evelyn were changed throughout the case because the mother, Megan Boswell, was lying to police the whole time. It turns out Evelyn was last seen on December 10th, and Megan also said she was with her father, who has been on an army base in Louisiana the entire time this happened. So the mom's not even there. Is that what she's saying? Or she's saying Evelyn? was at She's the saying army. Evelyn is with her dad, like not in the okay. area, but okay. her dad's in the army on an army base. The baby's not with the dad. Mm-hmm. Has not been in maybe a year, I think it said. Um... And Megan eventually released a statement to WCYB, which is a local news station, saying, quote, the reason I didn't report it or anything was because I knew the person who had her and I didn't want them to run away with her, about where they are, what they are doing with her at this point in time, quote. On February 21st, they found the gray BMW that was sent out with the Amber Alert. The car was a stolen car and William McLeod and Andrew Boswell were arrested for theft. Angela was the grandmother of Evelyn, and William is Angela's boyfriend. A few days after the car was found, Megan spoke to local news stations, saying her mom took Evelyn to Mendota, Virginia. She said, quote, I told TBI where to find her in Mendota. My mom took her to a campground in a silver camper, and if they don't go tonight, I'm going to go find her myself. Because I've told them, and they're not taking this seriously, and if they don't go tonight, I will go myself and get her. Nobody is taking me seriously. Um, She also said that her mom was camping out in Mendota, and she has Evelyn basically repeating that, and that her mom has been yelling at her ever since the Amber Alert came out. Like, fussing about the Amber Alert. Um, Police found nothing at the campground, and they asked Megan to take a polygraph test, and she went on Facebook and said that she couldn't do it because she was pregnant. That was a lie. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) She can't take it because she's pregnant? That's what she said. Okay, maybe blood. Okay. But she wasn't pregnant. She wasn't pregnant. No. And on February 26th, the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department arrested Megan for false reporting. The sheriff, quote, was quoted saying that her story changes every single time we talk to her. Mm -hmm. On March 6th, TBI found remains that they believed to belong to Evelyn. The body was found during a search of a home belonging to Megan's father, Tommy Boswell Sr. But the weird part about this is that the TBI received a tip about this house on February 28th, and they didn't find a single thing there. Okay, mm-hmm. so she she was possibly alive past February. So my um, my like conspiracy, I guess, yeah. towards this is that I think Megan killed her. Her mom killed her, and that the grandmother and her boyfriend knew about it, mm-hmm. and they um, had the remains. And then after, because Tommy is the one that reported her missing. The mom never reported her missing. Mm-hmm. It was the grandfather. Um, and then she ended up 
under his house after they didn't find her there before. I think it was planted on him because he never got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, but Megan was charged with two counts of felony murder, one count of aggravated assault, child neglect, tampering with evidence, abuse of a corpse, and failure to report death under suspicious circumstances, and 12 counts of false reporting. The autopsy was sealed, and no information has been released about this since she was arrested. Um, Some other things that I think is suspicious about the people involved is that the grandmother, Angela, was arrested with drug-related charges multiple times with her boyfriend, William. Um, I remember, um, because I was home when this was all happening, and Mm -hmm. I remember people were posting about them walking down the street on drugs, like going to Walmart. The grandmother? Yes, and her boyfriend, like during this whole time. Um, Just being suspicious. I think they stole, actually, from that Walmart. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they got caught for that. I feel like this baby, like, had no chance in life. Yeah, because the dad was gone because he was in the military. This is your so, grandmother. Yeah, but this was a huge deal in the area. There was a bunch of search parties, memorials. It was talked about on the news every single day for those three mm-hmm. months. Um, but the public presence kind of messed with it, I think. They got over 700 tips throughout the yeah. entire thing, and m- most of them were not real. Um, there was a lot of rumors on Facebook and other social media sites about the family mm-hmm. and like the whole situation that just didn't end up being true and it really messed with the police stuff. Um, but it ended up on local news stations in the Tri-Cities, obviously. Knoxville News covered it a lot and it ended up on national news as well. Oh, so wow. it was kind of a big thing, yeah. It reminds me of the Casey Anthony case. Yeah, it was compared to that a lot. Like a lot of people were calling her Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. like another Casey Anthony. But, I mean, she was charged for the murder, so I guess she did it, but they did not say. They never released anything about it, which sucks, because I wish there was more, like, you knew what happened. Mm -hmm. But they sealed the autopsy because of such public um, reaction to it. Yeah, that was their reasoning. I mean, I guess I, with how they saw the Casey Anthony case went, they probably just want to minimize any public outlash like that. But can you imagine, like, Killing, like not reporting, like not caring that your child's missing for like, for like two three months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's she was last seen by a babysitter too. I don't think I said that, but on December tenth, and she was reported missing February February eighteenth, and not by months. the mom. No, by the grandfather because he was worried. Hey, where's my grandbaby? Yeah, and then they planted it on him. Or at least I think that's not confirmed. <laughs> that's my it's own. Not canon. That's not canon. That's my own thought process but I think I mean it's what it sounds like everybody always said that the mom did it mm-hmm. well yeah yeah obviously the grandfather wouldn't do it if he's the one who's reporting yeah and why would it be under his why would you report a baby missing knowing that it's under your under house, your house you know and then no they didn't, they didn't find it there in February no like they searched mm-hmm. that house twice didn't mm-hmm. find anything and they also didn't arrest him so, so sketchy to yeah. me things aren't adding up yeah but, well that's really sad. No, I remember that being, like, a big thing while I was here. Yeah. Getting a lot of messages. I remember getting the Amber Alert. Yeah. Because it was before I went home for COVID. Um, like, a few weeks before when we got the Amber Alert. Yeah. That's my case. All right. Should, should, should I? I think you should. Is it time? It's time. Okay, this one is Zach and Addie. I'm super excited. I heard about this a while ago. Probably about two years ago is when I heard about it. And I'm really excited to tell you about it. Okay, so, main characters, Zach Brown, Addie Hall. 
And this is a I wrote this is a story that's haunted me since the first time I've heard it, and I can't wait to dive in. <laughs> dive in. I'm excited to dive in with you. Okay, let's start with Zach. He's your all American guy, but he's from California. Um, he's known as a laid back, funny guy, and at age 18, he actually married a woman who was 10 years his senior, and they had two children together. Surprisingly, um, he needed to support his family, so he ended up joining the army and went off to Iraq, and he served in. Or he served two tours, one in Iraq, one in Kosovo. He received a general discharge, which isn't like honorable or dishonorable. Like he just got, he just let him go. I don't, I don't know why, but um, he returned back with like PTSD. It's rumored that he saw his friend get decapitated. Oh, like when what? he was serving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that will give you. That'll give you a lot of PTSD. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he he was really, he came back not the laid-back, funny guy he was. Um, all of his friends said there was a big difference. But he, when he came back, his wife decided to divorce him, took his kids, and so now he's alone in the French Quarter in New Orleans, and this is where he meets Addie. But Addie Hall is a beloved member of the French Quarter. She came from an abusive household that was up uh, northeast area, but she came to... Uh, the New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans, New Orleans, <laughs> to find a second family and her night ni- nightly patrons at the bar she was a bartender at, um, and she's known to be a free spirit, but had a nasty temper which she drank, which was apparently very frequently, and she also suffered from bipolar disorder and irregularly irregularly took her medicine, which made it worse. Um, so the two met and they quickly fell quite in love, and they were only dating for a few weeks. Um, and then Hurricane Katrina started coming in. Oh. So I read a couple different accounts on how it came to be. Some people said that Zach wanted to leave um, to go spend it with his family, and Addie wouldn't wouldn't leave. Basically, he ended up staying there with Addie during Hurricane Katrina. So she wanted to stay during the she hurricane. She wanted to stay. And he stayed with her. He stayed with her. Some Aww. said that they wanted to both stay, that they were happy at this time. Other reports said that he wanted to leave, but didn't want to leave her behind, and he couldn't get her to stay, so they stayed it out. Or they, yeah, camped it out. Um, So a lot of people were, they were kind of seen as, like, a positive in the Hurricane Katrina, because they would, like, be seen on the roof, and, like, um, just, they were happy-go-lucky, and they they really actually excelled in the dystopian type, where there were no jobs, Mm -hmm. nothing to, like, really answer to. You just had to eat. And be happy. Survive That's it. The hurricane. Yeah, just survive the hurricane. That's your biggest thing right then. Um, so, I mean, it kind of sounds nice until you think of the destruction. It sounds nice until you think, oh, it was Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all these homes are destroyed. But so um, it all had to come to an end at some point. So that's where things started um, heading down south for them. Once things got back to, oh, we both have to have jobs and um, like report to them and pay bills and we can't just live out and squat basically but after the hurricane they decided they needed a fresh start they were arguing a lot so they thought they would get a fresh start in uh, an apartment that was actually above this very famous voodoo what did i call it? a voodoo temple so that that kind of has a part in this story okay <laughs> um well louisiana is like known for that stuff too isn't it yeah so it's like common down there um a few days after moving in addy asked the landlord to remove zach's name from the lease. Just a few days. A few days. She was already done with him. Already. Um, and for him to be kicked out, the landlord told Addie, you know, see if he can maybe make up with them and stick it out. 
But two days, she didn't give him a chance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she didn't give him a single well, chance. They were already arguing, and then they go well, into a true. new apartment thinking it's going to make things better. No. he She never went back to him. Never saw that girl again. <laughs> like, at all? At all. Ever. She dipped. She, mm, well. Mm, well. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> okay, she didn't just leave. There was so. some other stuff. Okay. So, many nights leading up to October 17, 2006, Zach went out with a, with a group of friends to occupy his time with good food, good drugs, good strippers. He's reported by friends to be seen in a more enjoyable mood than he had been in a very long time. The good times would stop when Zach... Ooh, are you ready? When Zach took one last drink, there's CCT footage of this, he takes one last drink of his beer and he jumps off the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel Terrace and he died on impact. He was like six or seven floors up. What? He just killed himself? Like, so, was that expected, or was well, it... Okay. In in his pocket is a suicide note. <laughs> and what is on that suicide note? Oh, what is on the suicide note? I don't know. I have a quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one that I took. If you send a patrol to 800 to... I'm sorry. If you send a patrol to 800... 26 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge, along with the full documentation on both of us and a full signed confession for myself. At the apartment, police find a gruesome scene. The AC had been set to 60 degrees, and the walls are spray painted with sayings like, I'm a failure, I loved her, and look in the oven, with the arrow pointing to it. What? <laughs> So, to tell the full story, though, we have to go back to Addie's murder, which was almost two weeks ago. On October 5th, 2006, Zaddy strangled Addie during a fight. The The story that I read is that Addie came back from telling uh, the landlord that she wanted him out. And apparently the landlord had given her documentation, like the file to form, if she wanted his name off the lease and he needed to sign it. But he was saying, like, you know, if don't go to that. Don't do that first. But basically, they think that Zach saw that documentation and got really pissed, which led into this fight where he strangled her, um, and he began to dismember her body in the bathtub. He placed her head in a pot on the stove, and her feet and hands in different pots, and her legs and arms on a roasting pan in the oven. Autopsy reports showed no sign of cannibalism, and the reasoning for the cooking was just a means of disposal to just make it easier to get the meat off. Okay, so to finish it off, I have the quote, actual quote from his letter, suicide letter. <laughs> Today is Monday, October 16th, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, the October 5th. I calmly strangled her. It was very quick. Halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I scared myself by not the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years. I scared myself not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years and then desecrating her body, but my, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known how forever, how horrible, horrible of a person I am. Ask anyone. And I decided to quit my job and spend the 1500 cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that will explain the shock. And I had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. That is so crazy. That is the story of Zach and Addie. 
So, did Zach have any, like, prior, like, mental disorder where he would kill? No. He was, he was from California, just a good guy, laid back, all American. Like, no prior record, nothing? None. He went to the Army, got some PTSD. Oh, I forgot about the Army thing. Okay. Yeah, and then he had... Apparently, they would... She was pretty abusive. She would get into, like, hitting... He would, like, hit her. No, I'm sorry. She would hit him uh, during the fights. So, it was pretty Mm -hmm. bad. And they should have just broken up. There is a theory that... uh, Obviously, he did kill her. That's not any of questions. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, the theory goes that a spirit or demon came from the voodoo temple and caused him to kill her i don't think that's (laughs) accurate but i think definitely the ptsd and just yeah i think it's just mental illness together through a whole hurricane and then decided to leave the hurricane was like the good time though was it yeah it was after like when they had to go back to normal Mm. and like apparently she didn't like that he had a wife and kids and she wanted him to himself or herself and so, during the hurricane, she didn't have to worry about some no. kid running around. No. Did the wife and kid live in Louisiana, too? I think they lived close by. Mm. But not... But they probably left. Yeah. So I don't think there. they lived in, like, New Orleans, but they probably lived in the state. Mm. But, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like this story, yeah. No, it's no really I knew I knew it was going to be a good one. When you said yeah. you hadn't heard it, I was like, absolutely don't read in, no, anything I, about yeah. it. I saw, like, someone on TikTok was like, a story that haunts me forever, and it was a Zach and Addy case, but they didn't explain it, and I asked you about it, and you were like, oh my god, don't. Apparently he, I read one that he had fallen asleep, like, I think it was on the couch, like they were in the living room, and her body was on the couch, and he fell asleep, like, next to it. Basically, after strangling her, so at this point, like, her body was still together. Um, There were talks of necrophilia, but I think that's just a, I don't know, even if you throw it on, it's still still a gruesome case without it. Yeah, you have to add (laughs) all this other stuff, like, Some people said that there was seasoning on the meat, on, like, on her in the oven and things and some people said there there were potatoes being cut right beside it but again that's not well didn't the police say there was no yeah. sign of cannibalism yeah i feel like i mean he might i don't know well thank you for listening to this episode of partners in crime come back next week yeah. i don't know what we're doing we don't know the case yet but it's a surprise you'll find out <laughs>